You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Yep. Hey, what's up? It's a Fantasia oh, episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no intro. Exactly. No this intro. Is this, hard, is, this is our... Cold hard facts. This is our Fantasia podcast. We have Alex Rose on it, and this is happening now. But I lied. This isn't a Fantasia podcast. This is about the Cats trailer. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Again. <laughs> Did like everyone on the internet ask you what uh, you thought no, of well the cats? I, got, I went to so I went to CBC twice in one day to talk <laughs> about cats. Well, <laughs> the second time, so once in the morning for radio, and then once in the evening for like the news, <laughs> the national news, <laughs> the, and the way they presented it was really like, "Hey, uh, we're going to talk about the cats trailer." Yep. And then right before, so I was on the news. You know, like. Uh, to break the magic of, of what it's like on the news, I was just in the studio looking at a camera. Yeah. And I didn't know what it looked like. I wasn't. I just had like an earpiece. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I st- they start talking about cats, and then they do like a man on the street like kind of thing where people are like, "Oh, it looks pretty cool." And then they just go to me and they're like, "Okay, so do you think the creativity is dead in Hollywood?" And I'm like, "Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the cast trailer." And <laughs> you know, like we had talked about the cast trailer and about creativity in Hollywood in like the pre-interview. Yeah. So I figured it would be both. Yeah. But then it was not that. So I thought I was going to talk about the cast trailer twice, and I really only talked about it once oh, well. in a public sphere. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, I, for one, will watch it. <laughs> have you Have you watched it? The trailer? Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, but I will watch the film also. Like, Cats is very near and dear to my heart. Is it? it? Like, yeah. Interesting. I, like, literally, we watched the trailer, and despite the fact that I can acknowledge that at least visually it looks like a nightmare right. situation. Right. Of human-shaped, cat-sized yeah, CGI yeah. things. Which is, what that's one of the things also, like, uh, where people are like, Hollywood does nothing creative, and I was like, for all of the usual slam and yes it's a remake of a musical and all that right. stuff this looks insane it like does it's not look weird yeah, yeah you know like it's not just like Les Mis or whatever where you're like it's the thing but now yeah, it's yeah, a movie you're it's like it's the thing but it's shot and edited in a way that makes it inc- incomprehensible and gives me a headache yeah, yeah. like it doesn't look that the, it really the sets and all the sort of like the sco- scale of it and everything yeah. looks alright I was expecting worse but it's really like in the trailer when you see you know for a lot of it they're kind of moving like they're doing ballet, which is, you know, what the original yeah. thing Yeah, yeah, well, and it's choreographed by the Hamilton yeah. guy, right? When they're moving like that, it's like, it's creepy, but it's, yeah. it's you know, it, it's <laughs> heightened. Yeah. But then there's the Rebel Wilson character yeah, uh, who does not move like that, at least not in the trailer. Well, if... Okay, so now this is... I'm going to go deep, deep cat cuts. <laughs> right. So, like, watching the trailer, I could name them all. Right. So I believe Rebel Wilson is Jenny Annie Dots, and it is, like, even in the stage production she's in like an oversized costume where she doesn't move right. like the rest of them like she kind of gets like moved around like right. in the stage production like there's like she has little like mice friends right. that like push her and move her around so like i think that maybe they were trying to mm. trying right. to go that route with yeah. her like because even on stage she doesn't like she's like a person in a construction almost right because like, she's, she's supposed to be like tremendously right fat but the like, thing that you s- that I find to be weird is to see her this furry human body. Yeah. That moves like a human and has like this kind of like tete clack head yeah, on yeah. it that yeah. I just find like ugh, like something about it like <laughs> profoundly disturbs me and I'm, I'm not saying about like the quality of, of yeah. the movie or whatever. I don't really know cats that well, but just the f- 
it's a two second snippet in the trailer and I'm just like, oh, I hate this. Like, this <laughs> makes me feel bad. Yeah, you it's know? kind of like what was the, the I felt the same way and I never ended up even seeing it about uh, Beowulf. Right. Like, like, th- like I just watched the trailer and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Like, just like something about the, the visual effects. Same thing too with Polar Express. I was right, like, no thank you. All Robert Zemeckis uh, jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the weird like, it's real but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and Cats kind of gives that vibe, but yeah, like I know probably most of the songs by heart. Like Cats' album was the the Cats' original right. soundtrack was something my mom played like right. while she cleaned the house. So those songs are just like right, 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 pounded right. into my head. So I was like, yep, I know all these songs. I well, know all these characters. Even whatever, what's the song in the trailer that you hear? Memories. Memories. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I know that song. I didn't yeah. know it was from Cats. You yeah. know, like. And that happens a lot. I feel like uh, even when I saw, you know, um, Rocket Man or, or Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I don't care too much about these artists. And, yep. and then you watch the movie, you're like, oh, they have like 40 jams that I know by heart. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I don't <laughs> think if I sat here and I was like, I'm going to enumerate Elton John songs that I know, I would get to like six. Yeah. But, but really, it's like 40. Yeah, yeah. But then you listen <laughs> to them, them and you're like, that's... Yeah. that's what they did, they just cranked out tunes. Yeah. Like bands like like Beach Boys is like that. Like right, Queen and then is that's like that. One of the Rolling two, Stones, like, like on the current nostalgia trip that everyone is on. Yeah, it's really useful. Yeah, to find these artists, these things that you'd think you don't know, but then you do. You know, yeah. or kind well, of you, like. Well, I mean, like I found that was super weird where. Because uh, they're doing that, what is that, Yesterday movie or whatever the heck it yeah, is? Like, yeah, it's um, already come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not watch right. it. Right, no, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like weird. But I was like, but they had already done, uh, what do you call it, Across the Universe? Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, we've already done the Beatles nostalgic music yeah. film. <laughs> you know, and I was like, but this is like uh, different. I, well, I, know know. It's a, I know it's a different setup, but I'm like, but the entire, the reason that you go see those movies is to be like, right. I know the songs. Like that's basically the hook. Yeah. And then there's a movie around but it, it. It's so strange that like on that level, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody was such a huge hit and yeah. rocket man wasn't. And yesterday wasn't. And across the universe wasn't across the universe was pretty big though. I no, I don't feel. think so. I feel like it, like my, this uh, is our fantasia box special, office. Everybody. Was, <laughs> like I'm just going to look it up, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I saw it in theaters when it came out, but that means nothing. Cause I just, there's a, you know, I see everything. <laughs> uh, I it remember co- it, being it cost seventy million and it made thirty million. Whoa. So it was actually like a huge it was a flop. Because wow. <laughs> yeah. I remember everybody telling me to see it and whatever, and then we saw it. Like, yeah, it's a movie that I, I honestly, you know, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I kind of like it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I also, I was like, I remember yeah. not actively disliking it. I, I find was like, it's really fucking stupid. Yeah, like at one point, there, like, there's a character named Prudence, and yeah. so everyone is singing "Dear Prudence," and she comes into the room, like yeah. she comes in through the bathroom window. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hey, is. Prudence, what are you doing here?" And she, and then the other guy's like, she came in through the bathroom window, and I was like, I this I hate this, <laughs> like, and that's become a thing that I hate, like that kind of of thing, like textual references yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to things. Um, but it's like out of text textual references. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're like that's not the context. Yeah, of you, this. this is like you backed into this this reference. Like yeah, you're yeah. just like she could just have come in through the door like a normal person. There's no reason for her to come in through the bathroom no, window because of the lyrics. Except that it's a fucking song. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, so anyway, so what what have you been up to at Fantasia? So well, I, mean, I know you've been taking it relatively yeah, easy by Alex Rose. Standards. It's a very very uh, calm Fantasia for me. So I was away for the first week or so okay. on vacation. So I had to farm out all the coverage to oh. other people, and then coming back to it, uh, you know, I've been it's been very slow. I, like so, like to tell you the truth, like today we're on we're today's Wednesday. Yeah, the twenty fourth. Yep. 
Fantasia's been on for almost two weeks. Almost two weeks, yeah. and I have not seen a movie in theaters yet. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I remember even last year though. Like last year, you saw like only a handful. Yeah, that's and it's always what happens. I try to go, but like uh, part of the thing is the coverage is we try to s- to have something up about the movie before it screens. Yeah, exactly. Um, you usually do like the like what to see at Fantasia yeah, today. Exactly, yeah. and what and what happened is this year for whatever reason, not as many screeners available or are harder, more circuitous routes. So, like I asked the screener person at fantasia and he's like you have to email this person at the distributor yeah and so that takes longer and then if that doesn't happen in time then i can't really do it mm-hmm. so like usually what happens is by the last few days i end up watching a lot i do end up with all these screeners too late you know the movie's already played a fantasia yeah, yeah. so then i just kind of catch up at the end yeah and um but i did i think i've seen three or f- four movies at the fantasia okay. this year so. anything anything worth uh mentioning <laughs> well i saw so the opening day there was this movie the art of self-defense with jesse eisenberg that okay. i saw yeah, yeah um but i saw that a little before so actually i interviewed jesse eisenberg because he was in town to mm-hmm. do interviews for this really small movie yeah and not really for fantasia but because he shot uh the hummingbird project here okay. last year and he was like i love montreal so he w- came on vacation with his wife and his kid wow and then he was just like i might as well do some press from montreal instead of doing it from New York or yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever he lives. I think it's in New York. Yeah. And so so I saw that beforehand and uh it was kind of pr- like very much pre Fantasia, so I wasn't really think thinking of it that way. Yeah, yeah. It c- and it also came out right after. So it's in theaters now, like as yeah. we speak, like it, it has come out. Um but it's for it's from Riley Stearns and Riley Stearns made a movie that played a Fantasia in twenty fourteen called Faults. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Rings of Mary Bell. Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, and it's a a cult deprogramming oh yeah yeah i didn't see that but john was like said it was like the best yeah it's it's a really good movie uh like about cults and about this idea of of like uh there's like the weird like a bunch of twists and stuff yeah right yeah and it's like basically like a a one room thing just in a motel room and yeah there's this guy who's like a deprogrammer trying to deprogram mary elizabeth winstead uh from the cult that she was in like Mm -hmm. on her parents behest and doesn't go well yeah i guess in this movie the uh, the art of self-defense is also like in a way about cults it's about this very meek like nerdy guy played by jesse eisenberg surprisingly mm-hmm. um who uh you know he gets mugged one day by like these like masked assailants on the street and that really like like he's he ends up in the hospital and so on and then to sort of bring back his confidence he joins this karate gym in town that's Kay. run by this guy c- called sensei yeah who is played by alessandro nivola okay and it's a really it turns out to be not just a karate gym but like a messed up um like fight cult. club cult? fight club <laughs> kind of cult yeah i mean when i first saw it i kind of was like lukewarm on it okay because Fight Club, it was it seemed to me just like a more straightforward version of Fight Club. Yeah. But I kind of grew to like it more when I wrote about it and when I was thinking about it, just because of how it, um, it approaches the idea of like of like masculinity as right. like a cult, right? Yeah. As yeah. like a thing, in a way that's more. It's not as ornate as in Fight Club. Like Fight Club has a lot of shit around its message you know yeah and and even its message gets a little confused right and you're like is it is it for or against it that's it you know like is it for or against toxic masculinity 
Question mark? And I can't really tell. Because if you are that kind of person and you see Fight Club, you're like, this is sick, sick. Like, I want to beat my friends up. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to think that watching the air self-defense. So yeah. I was like, at least, you know, like, it's it's quite clear and, like, quite, like, tight in its satire. Yeah. But it's also sort of making fairly obvious points, but maybe that's just on my end. Like, maybe that it, maybe some people will think that, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's always there's, there's stuff like that where I often kind of think about, um, like, different audiences and, and whatever. Right. You know where I'm like, I feel like especially when there's like a small movie where you're like the people right. that are watching this probably get it. Right. You know what I mean? But then you're like, but the people who are never going to see it are the ones who maybe should be watching it. Like when yeah. stuff is, like when something's like very obvious with its point, you know, right. and you're like, like usually you'll see that with a, I think with both kind of either something that's very like sort of like left wing progressive oriented or something yeah. that's very like right wing conservative oriented. You're like these smaller little releases are never going to breach over to the other side. So right. like you don't need to convince some trendy yeah. New York hipster guy that like he doesn't need to be macho, you know? Like, right. Exactly. Like that guy doesn't need that. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you know, for that those purposes, I find maybe the movie is like a little obvious, but yeah. it, it is really well done. And like you know, it's easy to say like Jesse Eisenberg kind of always plays the same character. Yeah. But I in this movie he barely talks at all. Like I think one of the things that happens a lot is like he's very meek and nerdy and he talks a lot. Yeah. He's very yeah, yeah, he like, always has like the, the quick yeah. rapid fire like Yeah, and in this this movie barely talks at all. That's cool. Like it's kind of an interesting not really a reversal of his character, but like kind of an interesting way to use the things that are inherent to the way that he is in the first place, you know. Cool. So what else have you checked out? Um, then I saw Alien Crystal Palace. Have you heard about this one? I have heard about it. Um, I like in in that it was something that people were kind of there was like a buzz surrounding it. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> so in the uh, program, I have the program right here mm-hmm. in front of me. But in the program, they really describe it. They compare it to the room. Okay. Um, in that it's Which like, I mean I feel is something that people need to stop doing. Yeah, that, it's enough <laughs> and the room is kind of its own thing and I often find when people describe things as being like the room it's not c- correct. Yeah. You know, like it's well, like oh, yeah, it is bad. It's a bad movie but you know, there's so many and and I think there's a lot of people who uh you can make a bad movie that is exactly the movie you want to make and not yeah. make it so bad it's good yeah this uh, alien crystal palace falls kind of in that in that zone so it's like it's uh, written directed by her name is ariel dom basil dom basil she's like a, a singer and an actress french singer and actress she's okay. like in her 60s uh she looks like she's obviously had a lot of surgery but she looks much younger than that okay and uh she started out like kind of like in like art house movies and then like kind of like softcore french type of thing yeah and and now she's more like a singer and like in a sort of uh, like an emmanuel yeah <laughs> but maybe, but now she sings mostly it's, it's i think it's music and she, it's kind of like a like any any female interpreter of Serge Gainsbourg songs okay like very like breathy like yeah, mousy yeah. like and uh and so she she directs this and writes this movie and stars in it and uh, with this guy Nicolas Kerr, who's also like in like a Depeche Mode type of band, I think in France. Okay. Uh, I forget what they're called, but uh, and so they made an album together. This is not obvious when you watch the movie. They made an album together, and this is kind of like making a movie of the story of the album. Okay. So it has that kind of vibe. Like I don't know if you know, like uh, Two Hundred Motels by Frank Zappa, or like movies that are made by rock stars. Right. 
like uh, Born to Boogie, the the T Rex movie. Yeah, 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 you know those kinds of things yeah. where they're like very very indulgent, like kind of shitty, kind of uh, like corny on purpose. The Alien Crystal Palace also really reminds me of the Paul Morrissey movies, the Andy Warhol's like Fresh Flesh for Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 or you know those kinds of things where it's like it takes itself kind of seriously, but it's also meant to be campy. Yeah. Um, so I think that automatically disqualifies it. Like to me, like watching this movie, I did not think that it was, uh, misguided. Like it was yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. the movie it was supposed to be. Yeah. Now, yeah. Whether like, or if not you're, yeah. If you're going, if you're going for like camp and bad delivery and stuff like that, yeah. then, then you're not the room, but it's you like know? <laughs> art house camp. It's a very European kind of thing. So the story basically is that there's this guy who is like, um, I forget what his name is. Uh, uh, uh. He's like a sort of like an uh, ageless being, right? okay. And he is he's decided that his goal in life is to create, uh, like to create two people. Like he calls it the androgen. Like it's like a perfect person that's a man and a woman together. But you can't just make an androgen. You have to like take a man, take a woman, and then fuse them together. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, Ariel Dombazel's character, who is like a. Um, like a visual artist, and okay. the other guy is like a drunk rock star, and they're like, "Oh, these two are perfect for each other. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna do it. They're gonna uh, fuse." Yeah, and it's there's like these three um, businessmen, I guess, that like are funding the thing, and they're the ones who are supposed to do. It. And one of them is Chris- Christian Louboutin, like the guy okay. who makes the shoes, mm-hmm. like Louboutin shoes. Yeah. That guy, he's in it. Uh, Asia Argento is in it as the rock star guy's girlfriend, who like he dumps because he's like. Uh, you know, like cosmically linked to this woman, yeah, thanks yeah. to like old men in like uh, mullet wigs that live in the sp- in space with topless Egyptian women, um, and it's like it's it's pretty annoying, but also like <laughs> it's a very like I I have to say like I kind of like very indulgent stupid things like this with yeah. like weird cameos and like nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is very exhausting, and like at some point, like your par- patience wears thin. You're like, all right, I fucking I get it. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't really need to. Um, I was like, what's that? The the Daft Punk movie, like not not Interstellar, but the other one. Like, mm, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like like there's like a, a movie. I think that I think it's about an hour long, but it's like right. includes like ten minutes of them and their things just like their robot gear kind of like walking through the desert and then like someone's face melts and whatever and you're like i'm like yeah. i'm a very big daft punk fan but i'm like i've never made it through the whole thing yeah. you're, just like, you're like okay i get it i understand exactly what you're doing you're french and this is very weird but like but, but, uh, and i feel like that's the case like uh, like the other like uh, maybe last year i think it was last summer uh, my friend and i watched three neil young movies back to back okay like yeah. neil young makes weird like and so, and I really love Neil Young, and I was watching them, and I was like, "There's things I like in this, but I will never subject myself to this again because it's such a uh, superfluous part of the expression." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need. I I love this record. I don't need to see it acted out. I don't need to see this shit. I don't need to see you badly act in a field, you know, to get the point across. And so, to me, it seems like. You know, not every artistic m- mode of expression needs to go into your project. You mm-hmm. could just kind of, you know, pick one and, and stay there. So, um, the Daft Punk movie was Electroma. Ah, yeah, 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 that's it. And it's yeah, it has a seventy-two minute runtime. Right. So the Flaming Lips have a weird movie too, like yeah. Christmas on Mars or something with yeah. Elijah Wood, which is the same type of thing. 
Yeah, that's it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the town's residents are also appear to be robots physically identical to the main characters, but at different ages with different clothing and alternating genders and like whatever Whoa, else. Yeah, yeah. They drive past the facility where liquid latex is being poured over people's heads and whatever. And you're just like and like I said, as like your point, you're like, Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, you're like, Okay, cool, yeah, but like and you, then, you know it's never gonna become a classic or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean I kind of like it because I like um well i i'm like personally i like to see what like someone does with like yeah creative freedom and like no shits that's it <laughs> you know but like, it's often when you're not annoying. thinking about an you're not thinking <laughs> about an end like like an end audience or whatever right, you're just like exactly. let's just do this thing and who cares if anybody likes it like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so and but you're not necessarily even making it with like, and i think the thing that's absent is you're not necessarily making it with a message right right like like that's like right you're, well you're making it with the s- same intentionality that you had the record or the other thing because it's often tied to something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's often tied to another thing that exists. I think there's doesn't Angels and Airwaves also have like a movie, like a feature length movie about whatever Tom DeLonge's alien bullshit? <laughs> Probably, like I'm pretty sure I played that Fantasia too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so like these things where I'm like, this is putting a lot of faith in the f- your audience wanting that much more of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and also that much of a thing that you might not be good at. You know right. what I mean? Like, like but you're, you're often musician. not good at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's you're not. This isn't your thing. Um, yeah. So I'll talk just briefly about what I ended up seeing. I yeah. saw on Monday. I managed to get myself away from the other festivals <laughs> in the city because right. there's a million going on to check out Bliss by uh, Joe Bigos. Um, so there's one th- one thing that I have to mention about this movie uh, is that the trailer lied to me. <laughs> the, the trailer so. the trailer has as a backdrop um, kind of like this like cool like synthwaves synthwave music. Okay. Uh, and the soundtrack for the film is entirely metal. Right. <laughs> like there's only heavy metal music playing, and I was like, why though? <laughs> That's very strange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, why did you choose? And like, and not to say that like the movie suffered for it or whatever but right. i was like there was kind of like a vampire like 80s synthwave vibe and then it turned out to be like a vampire 90s metal vibe instead in the wow. film i was just like it yeah. just i was like it was a weird choice to like misrepresent the film yeah, musically yeah, yeah, yeah. when like literally the entire soundtrack is heavy metal there's right. no there's nothing like electronic in it whatsoever i was like mm-hmm. strange choice also i think uh, i like the fact that it does what i think a lot of movies are kind of doing now by like setting itself slightly in the past to make like cell phones and stuff yeah 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 Less a lot of, of an issue. Do, a lot of people yeah do yeah exactly. the, the, uh, the uh the art of self-defense kind of does that too. yeah that's it where it's like i think you there are cell phones but every like people have cell phones but they're flip phones and not every character has one so there's a lot of like scenes on pay phones and stuff right yeah, yeah exactly which i'm like but it's it's nice because you're like it's something you can fully understand but like there's so many more i find like narrative like options when not everyone has a thing yeah, to film and like course, a yeah. camera and you don't have photos of the night before or whatever you're like what happened last night is a legitimate question and not just like 10 people can be like here are photos of you yeah on a drug bender right <laughs> you know like immediately answering it so yeah no like and the premise is just uh this woman desi um is like a, i guess yeah like a famous like she's a working painter okay right like she has representation she sells her paintings for thousands of dollars but she's in like not necessarily super wealthy, but like wealthy enough to have like gallery showings and being apparently supporting herself with her paint. And she's in a, um, like a, she's gotten clean from drugs and is in a rut creatively. Like she can't okay. finish her 
opus right. kind of thing, which she's had like $10,000 cash advance for and all that stuff. So she goes to uh, a drug dealer and gets the coolest new drug or whatever, which is called mm-hmm. Bliss, which apparently is like half DMT and half cocaine. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yep. And anyway, so that screws her up real hard. So And then she also gets into like a kind of like sexy bloody threesome with her friends and her friend's boyfriend. Cool. And then can't really remember the night before. So it's like the one thing that I enjoy that it does is that it kind of simultaneously is like a drug movie and a vampire movie. Right. <laughs> and then like and even and you're like, oh which way is it gonna go? It never really chooses. <laughs> so like okay. even while she's a vampire, like the drug kind of helps with her cravings. And like, and also like, it helps kind of like her do this stuff. So even while she's like going through like the vampiric transformation, right? She's still like finding comfort in the drug. I see. Which, right, I, yeah, which yeah. I was like, that's kind of fun. Like to, to well, it's d- a change a little bit, right? Because when usually a vampire or any transformation movie, and there's at least one at Fantasia every year. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're all they always kind of go through the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. So it's like they, this could have like, not to say that you're ever guessing as a as a as a watcher, like, you know, she's becoming a vampire right. and she's doing a lot of drugs. Like, it's not like yeah, you're ever yeah, like, yeah. which is which, but like, I feel that you could probably, if you wanted to cut this movie one way or the other, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you probably could cut it in such a way where you're like, is she becoming a vampire or is this just right. a, a lot of drugs? And that's right, why she's right, getting right, violent. Right, right, right. Or you could just go all the way into vampire, but they kind of like played down the middle. Uh, the special effects were, were like really, really top notch, all practical effects. Like there's a lot of like, people's face melting and right. like like good like when she like she when she attacks people as a vampire it's like very gory like she'll right. like she bites someone's fingers off and then like grabs their entire mouth like puts her mouth over the whole hand and is like mm. ripping and gnashing at it it's all like very bloody and over the top which i right. mean i find is kind of what you want yeah from a fantasia like sure, yeah, from yeah. a heavy metal fantasia vampire movie yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, put it top notch also uh george went is in it kind of really? in cameo which is kind of the best he plays like this old dude who plays poker at the drug dealer's mm. house and i mean i guess spoilers dies pretty viciously also which is kind I of would fun. imagine yeah, yeah it sounds well, like this is what happens in this movie yeah is everybody yeah. dies real violently but like and like and ultimately she kind of keeps she keeps indulging in both, like, the drugs and her, like, I guess vampirism is because every time she, like, goes insane and blacks out, the painting advances. Right. So, and she's, like... Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, yeah, So, that's it. So, like, she's kind of, like, where everyone's, like, maybe you should stop hanging out with these people. She's, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This reminds, like, uh, this reminds me of something. There's some movie where... And, like at Fantasia, I see so many movies that then I don't talk about ever because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so such small. Well, yeah, like, like vampires. You're like, you know that yeah. vampire movie you saw at Fantasia? No, but a, like specifically, of them. specifically a movie where someone's transformation was also helping them creatively. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Anyway, it's pretty fun. Um, I would recommend it if that sounds like if, if like I feel that if you're like, oh yeah, it's like it's a violent kind of over the top heavy metal vampire yeah. gore fest like if that sounds good it delivers that right uh but i mean if you're expecting kind of like any sort of meaningful dialogue or whatever like the dialogue yeah, yeah, is yeah. On, honestly all kind of pretty pretty choppy and not well delivered which is surprising because like i said both the lead the girl that plays desi and her boyfriend is played by jeremy gardner who i loved in the battery <laughs> like right. yeah, yeah like and both of them when they're acting like boyfriend girlfriend or like people who are supposed to be in a relationship or a, a complicated Facebook relationship. Awful. Like, right. like, like it's not believable and both of them are not putting, like, it doesn't make any sense on screen. Mm-hmm. You can't even, like, I literally couldn't even figure out that they were supposed to be like 
a couple that was having sex or even involved. Right. Like I was like, what? I was like, I could not, could not get a read between what the relationship right. between these yeah, two yeah, characters yeah, yeah. were because of how they're like, all of their dialogue was like stunted and like jilted and whatever. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. when all the blood and action starts, like they're good at that. Uh-huh. Like, I so, see. so, meh. right. I'll take it. I was like, I had fun. I would like, ab- absolutely would be a good, like, I don't know. Do you have shutter? The I had, I, I had, I know yeah. I, I like it, ran out and i never renewed it but <laughs> like yeah. we use shutter a lot for like it's midnight at right. the, there's five or six people left at the party and let's put on something like right, fun right. horror right you know and i was like if this if this popped up on a like bloody vampire thing on shutter i'd be like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> right. yeah like you're not gonna be like going to all your friends saying you need to see this yeah, but you're yeah, gonna be yeah. like yeah it's a fun bloody vampire movie so i don't know. i would recommend if that sounds yeah fun. So what else have you been checking out? Well, then I think the other la- only other one that I saw was The Father's Shadow, which was also the the one that I liked the least, a oh. Brazilian movie. Okay. About uh, this little girl, uh, her name is Dalva, and she's like nine or ten, and she lives with her, her father, who's like a construction worker, and her aunt. Okay. And her mother has been dead for a couple of years, and when the movie opens... They're exhuming the body of the mother because it costs too much to keep her in that grave. Like right. there's no space, so they hey, have to yeah. put her in like in a mausoleum. Yeah. And the dad like takes the hair from the mother and gives it to the the girl. Mm-hmm. That's a normal. Yeah, thing. super normal. And so and the, the little girl's like very obsessed with bringing her mother back, and her aunt is like a. Uh, Obsessed with the bruje, brujeria, you know, like uh, the black magic or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. So and, like bruja stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she's like, uh, her the but the the aunt want uses the magic to keep her boyfriend. She has like this dopey boyfriend who sells goji berries on the internet, okay. and she wants to keep him around. Okay. So she makes like all these spells, like don't make him like cheat tre- cheat on me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so the little girl is like, oh well, what I want is for my mother to come back. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically all that happens in the movie is that uh, she, the little girl is like, I want my mother to come back. And the dad ha- is very, he's grieving like his wife. like, And he, he kind of cuts himself. He works on a construction site, cuts himself, and he lets himself rot. And so the movie is very like belaboringly, belaboringly uh, making this point of like grief is like being living dead. You know, like you're living, but you're dead. Because yeah. you could, and I'm, and so Like the Babadook. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a very common horror, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like arty horror yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very, very like ponderous, like it's only 90 minutes, but most of it is a lot of like kind of like staring at things and like, you know, it's very, very European. Or I mean, it's from Brazil, but like it's got a very European like art house. Like, to me, it was, uh, and I said this, and it's not necessarily like a compliment, but it's like more like an FNC horror movie than a Fantasia horror movie. Yeah, okay. And you know, Fantasia like goes very... Uh, wide, yeah, you know, but to me, and uh, the ele- the horror elements in here, are, I find, are like pretty clumsily brought to the, you know, like the little girl uh, Dalva watches movies all the time, but the movies she watches are like Night of the Living Dead, Pet Cemetery, like she's just watching things that are directly like the movie you're watching. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, well, if I fucking get it. Like I don't. <laughs> this is another thing. Like, uh, you know, I think the Babadook, like you brought the Babadook, I think Babadook is like a really good example of how to make a didactic horror movie that it's very obvious yeah, yeah. what the metaphor is. Yeah. Like the, the Babadook is like the perfect movie to 
teach horror, like teach a horror movie class to like fourteen year olds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would say, like the Babadook makes it so obvious what you're watching, but it also really works well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, like it succeeds. Yeah. Like yes, it's like yeah. Guess what? The monster is their grief. Yeah, like, exactly. You can put that together in like the first five <laughs> yeah, minutes, exactly. you know. But you're like, but it can still work, like even when it's yeah, yeah. they're like. But it, the it only thing I think the Babadook does kind of wrong is that like it presents it almost as like a twist, and you're like, right. that's not a twist. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're like, this is the movie you were making. Yeah, exactly. Like you spelling it out at the end is I think only the like the mistake that the Babadook right. makes is you like you don't have to because you've done it very yeah well, very like, straight A to B <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And it's uh you know, and that's the thing about this movie compared to the Babadook is like it's very clumsy and like it's obvious, but it does it's not elevating anything all right it's just giving me the thing yeah yeah. (laughs) the thing that it and so uh, you know it's it's well done like it's got it's like it got a good atmosphere and everything but Mm -hmm. like really like honestly bored the shit out of me like watching it i was kind of very slowly like you know like basically completely losing interest in the movie yeah yeah. it was not and what you what you said like a ninety minute runtime? That's yeah, like it's it's I think it's exactly nine ninety two. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing about Bliss was an eighty minute runtime. Yeah, you're just sort of like well, co- I'll correct. That's, that's a really good thing about uh, <laughs> Fantasia in general compared yeah. to like TIFF or other film yeah, festivals. Yeah, yeah. It's like Fantasia movies are rarely going into two forty or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah it's exactly. A, it's a, yeah, and so I haven't checked out that much. I wish that I would be more on the ball, but I'm really kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take it dropping easy. it yeah um, i'm planning to go i'm planning to go tonight actually and i'm planning to uh you know go more in the last week and try to mm-hmm. you know make it worth my while so do you have uh anything on your on your radar uh well this here I, i'm looking through the book for the people at home right now mm-hmm. uh this movie the miracle of the sargasso sea which plays right at the end it's a greek movie and it's um you know the, the 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 actors and I think the the director of it are people who worked with Yorgos Lanthimos, who I'm okay. a huge fan of, like who made like Dogtooth and The Favorite and yeah, Lobster. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of this wave in Greece now of these kinds of movies uh, are coming like very very extremely dark and and messed up and like uncompromising black comedies mm-hmm. um and so if it's anything like that and you know like i'm, I'm going by program notes which isn't always like you yeah know, you know the program notes are there to make you want to see the movie regardless of of course you know if it's super accurate uh and i say this with the full uh understanding that i know many of the people who write the program notes for fantasia mm-hmm. so i know what they're you know but um it's uh, it looks pretty good and then i was Tonight I'm seeing hardcore, but that's really more like a timing thing. It's like a wacky Japanese robot thing. Okay. Um, I just, uh, you know, it's like I have to break the seal, so to speak, and start doing some fantasying, or else <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Get on. Um, it. Yeah, I was like, I was checking out. I'm ultimately not gonna be at it. Uh, a, because it's sold out, and B, because I'm gonna be at just for last. Uh, but I thought it was weird. Uh, there was like a weird programming choice, but I did want to see it. Uh, it was Culture Shock. Sure, but I'm like, but it's but it's out on Hulu already. Like it came out on Hulu almost right. a month ago. But I was like, but we don't have Hulu in Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's a weird, it's like a weird programming thing where I'm like, we don't actually have Canadian well, distribution for this thing that a hundred million Americans can see. Yeah, they also did that with uh, Shadow, the Zhang Yimou movie. Yeah, you know, Zhang Yimou, who's like the guy who made Hero. Yeah. Um, uh, Shadow, which is another like Wuxia type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was in theaters in Montreal, like. Uh, 
earlier this year, I think in April. Yeah. Uh, but it, it really was only there for a week. I think most people didn't see it, and it's like supposed to be like our true like masterpiece. Okay. But it just kind of came and went. No ads. I think most people didn't even know it was on. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're just like you know playing catch up a little bit. Uh, but looking at the thing, I forgot that there's another movie that I saw, oh. uh, which is the Deeper You Dig, uh, which played uh, I think on the first day as well. Okay. Uh, and it's made by this family that they're the Smith. Uh, wait, what the, let's see what their name of the family is. Smith Poser, so it's like uh, Toby Poser and John Smith. They're a real married couple in real life, and they play, they direct, they 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 did all the lighting, everything, the editing, everything is them. They live in the Catskills, like in upstate New York, yeah. and they have two daughters uh, who are like teenagers. Uh, and one of them was away at college, so she's not in this movie. But it, it's <laughs> but otherwise, the whole family's usually in all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like uh, it's like a movie where uh, the Toby Poser plays. This woman whose daughter uh, goes missing, mm-hmm. and w- and then it's like the next door neighbor. There's a guy who's like doing like a redoing an old house next door, and he's uh, he's drunk, driving drunk from the rest from the bar, and he hits her. She's sledding in the middle of the night, and she he as hits you do, her. yeah he yeah it's very <laughs> weird. Can we go sledding? And it's like pitch dark, and it's like she's like I don't want you to go sledding because it's dark. You know the setup of that is pretty weird. Yeah. Um, but he kills her and then he buries her, like basically, like puts her in a bathtub in the in the be- in the house that's under construction mm-hmm. in a bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's haunted by you know sort of like the the, uh, the everlasting presence of this body and of the guilt of the thing. Yeah, it's really low budget. Like it's a family that d- does this. They do everything on the road where they live. You know, um, but it's pretty weird. Like I was surprised how deep it went for a movie that like it was really like DIY and yeah, kind of yeah. like. Uh, like it's pretty fucked up and violent, and like there's some very strange like family dynamic things that you're like, whoa, that's like a, you know, you're you're really doing something here. Yeah. Right? And they've done they made a few movies. They, I think this is like their fourth feature. Wow. Um. And like you know, so the special effects are not so good. You I know, mean, like there's like exploding heads and stuff, like you know, apparitions that are pretty pretty basic. Yeah. Um. But just the. You know, I think the genre of like, oh, it's very stressful that I killed someone is a genre that I like a lot. <laughs> like people who are just like fucking stressed out and like, you know, like slowly being like, you know, disintegrated by their guilt yeah. is something that I really like. And so I thought it was really, it's pretty well done for how like kind of out of nowhere it is. And, yeah. and it's very, uh, you know, there's no reason why it should be good. Is basically what I'm saying is like everything is is stacked against it. Yeah, yeah. it could be that could be like the room, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's like like made in such a hermetic bubble of people who all understand each other and see each other every day, Mm -hmm. and there's no team, there's no one on the outside. Basically, I think there's someone, someone. There's no real like outside influence or whatever of someone to be like, we're off track here, but like they're like everyone's gonna be like, no, dad, that's it, dad's got it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there's like so, like so many scenes of the dad naked in the movie, that's also fucked up. Like you know, it's like there's so much about it that is like this should be, like a fucking disaster. It yeah. should be like a crime almost yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch this movie, but it really isn't, and that's what's amazing about it. You know, that's super. I like dev- like I and you've made me want to check it out. Just yeah, to like like I imagine like like what. You know, like those like weird like like dash cam videos on YouTube, right? Like you know when the ones that don't go badly, where you see like the motorcycle like right. like tilting <laughs> forwards and then like lands correctly <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, goes, yeah, you're sure. like weird. Like it sounds like that, but in yeah. a movie where you're like waiting for the shoe to yeah, drop yeah, and yeah. it just to be like an absolute car wreck, but you're like, 
everything was fine. And yeah, they pulled it off. This in is the okay. End. And I was really kind of like, uh, you know, surprised because often, you know, I'll watch these things for Fantasia Two, these really, really low budget things, and and I'm like, it's great that they program them because it's great that people get to w- make it. Like, because making a movie is hard, no matter what it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you should be proud that you made a movie, even if it's a piece of shit. I think like. You know, yeah. you got through it, which is great, and it's great that you get to watch it with other people. Yeah. But often I'm like, well, you know, I don't need to partake in this particular <laughs> ceremony. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't. Uh, but in this case, I was like, wow, wow they really fucking did it. Like yeah, it's yeah. very cool. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's I don't know if it's gonna be hard to find. I imagine that their movies are not widely distributed. But then they might. I'm not. I don't know. But like, just from from with what you're saying, they might self-distribute. Like it might be like. Yeah. Like kind of like what was the one that was like that? The I am a I am a knife with legs or whatever. Oh yeah, you can just give the guy money and he'll yeah, give yeah, you yeah. a digital copy of it. You right, know, like right, right. it sounds like it might if it's small enough, you sometimes end up with those situations where you're like, that's true. Pay, that's a good point. Go to a website, pay ten dollars, get this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That was a really weird. <laughs> I remember that too being like a movie that I did not expect to be that. Yeah, yeah. And just being kind of like sitting on my couch, like what the fuck. <laughs> So, and yet, that one also like proves to be like wholly engaging. Yeah, exactly. Like, throughout, you're like, that's another guy who's just like in his own head, and you're like, I don't know if this is gonna translate, and it does. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess that's everything that I've seen. Cool. I, I forgot about that one. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's about it then. I mean, like I was yeah. like, I, I, I'm so far off the radar. I know uh, Sophie just got back in town. She's gonna be doing some write ups and stuff cool. for uh, for the websites. Uh, I think Phil is going to be taking a look at a couple of the the late movies and stuff. And I'm going to maybe try, because Just for Laughs kind of wraps up on Sunday, and then the festival kind of, Fantasia comes to an end on the Thursday. So next right. week I could potentially grab, and they occasionally add those like additional screenings in those last couple yeah, of days, yeah, so maybe some stuff do. like will kick up and show up on my radar. Yeah. I've heard that The Incredible Shrinking Weekend is really good. That's the one that a lot of people have told me about. Okay. Um, which is about a woman who uh, like gets abruptly dumped, and then it's a Groundhog Day type of thing. Okay. So she keeps reliving getting dumped. Yep. Um, which it's one of those premises that it's like I've seen it before, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of like body swap movies where yeah. I'm like, oh man, this is a really shitty body swap movie, and I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm like, oh fuck, like 16 again with Matthew Perry and yeah. Zac Efron or whatever. Yeah, like I'm down. Uh, I'm down. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna enjoy it, even though like everything, <laughs> my body tells me yo, but my mind no, but my mind is telling me yeah. yes. Yeah. So did you watch Russian Doll? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. So no, right. I should watch it, yeah. because yeah, it's, a, it's a time loop film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the other one? The Happy Death Day or whatever. Yeah, those, yeah, those yeah. Movies are also time I loop. saw the first one. I haven't seen the sequel. The The sequel takes a bold decision of it being the same day again. Oh, really? <laughs> which is like... That's really cool. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> which, that's really funny. Which, like, but I get, but, but then it doesn't, like, it doesn't do enough with that, right. with the premise. But, like, but the fact that they did that, I was like... That's bold. It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> like, hilarious. Like, they're that. stuck in the day again. <laughs> but like, because unfortunately, or the, the the sequel kind of has the issue that there's more characters who like they know from the get go that it's happening. Right. So which is I find like less compelling. Like of trying right. to figure out how it works. Like they know how it's worked. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're stuck in it again, and it gets into like where I think the sequel makes like its biggest mistake is it starts to get into like the pseudoscience of how, and I'm like, Oh, oh no, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, you're not like, if you're going to get into the science of a time loop, like you, you're not all going to be, but like, I really do not care about the science of the, things. right. Like, and like, and on top of that too, I'm like, there's, v- 
like very few movies. Like I feel that uh, what was it? What was the what was the time travel one? Where like the guys like have to like they kind of keep going crazy, but like where they where the math of time travel like they talk about it all the time. Like when oh uh, primer yeah like in yeah. primer like if you're gonna do like science things like right. you need to make sure your science is like insane. Like well, when they, when they start it. to talk about oh you're time traveling, but now you need to calculate for the Earth's position in its orbit around the moon, right. like, stuff like that. I'm like I'm into this because I was like you're yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're being different, but being like. We have a particle accelerator, well, and it. it makes a time loop. I'm like, get well, out of here. Because like, I think, like, I, I don't usually get hung up on the logic of, of movies. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I try to, like, not really, like, because this didn't happen this but way. But if the movie of, makes it part of the plot. Well, that's it. And w- or and if it makes it half-assedly part of the plot, then I'm like, why did you drop this uh, stupid information that I didn't need? Now I'm only thinking about this. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking make sense. Like, and then you just get hung up on it. And, yeah. and like, I, I feel for people who always get hung up on, pl- you know, like, oh, the, he fired seven bullets, but there's six in this gun. Usually. Yeah. And then that, like, obsesses them. Like, I mean, I can't imagine some of these movies yeah, what yeah, would yeah. happen, you know? Yeah, but it's like, but you made the choice. Like, the, I, like what was the one? Uh, like, Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Right. But, like, the time travel bugged me. Right. Because there's two separate scenes in the movie where the cast explains the rules of right. it to you. But then they don't adhere yeah. to those rules. And I was like, you didn't have to. If you were just sort <laughs> of like, like, all it would take would be like Tony Stark or Ant-Man or whatever being like, it's time travel. Can't explain yeah. it. And you, I'd be like, okay. But you're like, no. They sit down and they explain the rules yeah. very clearly of time travel, but then don't adhere to them. Well, I'm because like, I was when like it, when you did that. You wrote that dialogue. You yeah. didn't have to. You made that. like Because when they introduce it, it's Hulk, right? Who's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then they're like, oh, it worked. Yeah, and then he's like, "This is why I figured it out now that it worked." And I was like, "What the fuck? You could have just kept it at Hulk doesn't know why it works, but it works. Let's just keep doing it." Yeah, yeah. you know, it doesn't. Uh, but it's it like you're talking about sort of this idea that like it's less interesting to when people know what's going on. Well, I'm not saying it's less interesting, but I feel that if you if you're gonna spell out like fake science in your movie, right. like it needs to be very good. Yeah, <laughs> like like or like like when the, I'm not, or not, I'm not, I'm not non-existent. Yeah, I'm right. not necessarily saying the movie needs to be good, but it's like, but the science right. needs to become good. Well, you know, like or at least like believable, and that's what I'm saying. Like right. the Happy Death Day to you, the second one or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, you're like it's not like you're, the science is not good in this, and it's yeah. like it, it's a stupid, it's a stupid timely murder movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't make this about science and reversing the flow and getting a particle accelerator. And I was right, like, right, right. I was like, that's not why anyone is watching this. Well, because I like it's a it's a completely different kind of movie. But Montal, like the big like Quebec comedy that's out right now, it's yeah. like it's about a guy who lies constantly, and then the universe. It's not. It's like Buddhist monks in in China who decide to teach him a lesson. Yeah. By making all of the his w- lies reality. Okay. So if he says like, oh, I can't. Like I'm late for work because like my toilet overflowed. His toilet overflows. Right. He says that his boss is an alcoholic, but she isn't. But now, now in this new alternate reality, she is. Yeah. And the thing that I think is, uh, you know, it's not like an amazing movie. It's like a fine, yeah, yeah. like kind of like studio, like uh, vehicle for Louis Jouzard and stuff. But what what I think makes it more interesting than the alternative is that about. It o- there's only like 20 minutes of shenanigans before he's like, oh, this is what's happening to me. We have to fix it. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to like the kind of Will Ferrell model, which would be like, why is this happening to me? Oh, I do. Like, you know, like uh, this yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like panic and, and like, 
I think that kind of, of yeah. It's interesting, like to think that, like you're like, how quickly do you put it together? Right. Like as a main character. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. But without it being so, because that's the thing that happens in zombie movies all the time. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're in a zombie movie. There's zombies. We have to aim for the head. Da, da, da. And then it's like, I guess we don't have a choice but to do that now because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, in any universe, there's zombie movies anyway. Yeah. But I don't like this meta shit where people know they're in a zombie movie because it makes it. A zombie, like you know, then you, then you're you're very pointedly making a zombie movie. And yeah, so you're gonna just well, start doing like, the things that you know from zombie movies. Like I always kind of like the the uh, the 28 Days Later approach, right? Where you're like, it's 28 Days Later, a zombie movie. You're like, not really, like because right. they're not they're not undead. But I also feel that it, like it like morally becomes complicated because you're like, if you were to imagine yourself in that film, you'd be like okay maybe one of my loved ones is raging and trying to kill me but like i do i'm a human being and i understand viruses and whatever like a cure is possible you know what i mean like because they're not walking dead you're like they're just they have rabies or whatever like i'm like that i find much more compelling because like you're not just like shoot for the head kill them all you're like yeah but they're people maybe right you know what i mean like that that becomes more interesting to me if if you're like if you're a walking corpse i'm like yeah i'm just gonna yeah, yeah. I'm going to shoot you without thinking about there it. There was a French movie from like maybe 10 years ago called Les Revenants, which was like a living dead, like a literal living dead movie in that everyone who is dead wakes up. Okay. And what happens, they're not eating brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just everyone who was ever dead is now not dead anymore. Yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. What are we going to do now? Like, And so that's, I think, like there's still interesting premises and things you could do with that. Yeah. I just think that like the... This, the whole like oh like what is happening to us thing can be very uh, you know kind of cut and dry like yeah, it yeah. makes a very specific kind of movie um but sometimes you know it could be i don't know it depends it depends there's a movie actually coming out um which is not a horror movie called loose uh l-u-c-e it's coming out it rings i think too. next week it's with uh naomi watts and tim roth okay and octavia spencer and i d- interviewed the director yesterday which is why it's fresh on my mind but it's a movie about this um it's like overachieving black kid who's adopted by white parents okay as a as a war criminal not a war criminal a child soldier from eritrea okay. like in africa yeah and and so you get the sense that, like, oh, you know, it's it was very difficult for him as a kid, but now he's, like, this model guy. And still, like, I think he has a huge chip on his shoulder about, like, if you're black, you have to be twice as good as white people, like, anything that you do. and, and But it's kind of structured like it's a, a thriller or a horror movie. Yeah. Because there's all these things that you don't know. And so at any second, you're like, what what is going to actually fucking happen? Mm-hmm. Because is this what I think it is or is it the opposite? Yeah. And and, it, and it's really well done in that sense. And so I'm like, you know, there's things that you could do from, you could take from horror movies and put in a movie that doesn't have any overt horror. In yeah. It, you know, that doesn't have any. Well, the reverse of that, I mean, I haven't quite finished the season yet, but the new season of Stranger Things. Sure. I haven't seen it. But I'm I gave it up it after season one, actually. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm saying, but it does the exact opposite. Right. Whereas the audience, you know what's going on in a, Within the first episode, right. but the characters don't. Oh yeah, but right. but but they do it kind of well also because then they they sort of split the cast and the like one thing that they do I think that's pretty or like just like it's interesting storytelling because like the entire season takes place in maybe about two days. Right. So they don't get to ha- like meet back up and share information right. at any point. So it's like there's like three or four different little like groups of cast members who are discovering like bits and pieces of the plot, but as the audience. 
you've you've put together basically what's going on. Like you put together the mystery within the first episode. Like so, I was like, there's, and I find that can also be compelling because you're right. like, and it's not annoying because I find that sometimes when you're like, when you have to wait for the characters to find figure out stuff that you figured out a while ago, it's annoying. Yeah. But instead of like, it's not even foreshadowing. It's like they're like, here's what's up. Right. And now the characters are gonna like are going to slowly join you because I find I, I hate finding stuff out. Not hate, but if I right. find it can often be handled really clumsily. Right. And when you're like, when the characters are taking a really long time to figure something out that you put together. Mm-hmm. earlier not because the movie told you but you put you're just smarter than the characters like right i hate as being as a, a movie goer or like watching a show where you're smarter than the characters where right I'm like, I'm like i'm not that smart <laughs> you know what right. i'm like like you guys need to have put this together by now yeah yeah, yeah, idiots. yeah, yeah. so like like well, mr robot was a lot like that where yeah. i'm like you're all supposed to be very smart people right how, how come you don't know what's going on right yeah. now you know like it's yeah that's it it's a it's a problem it's but yeah. it's a, and it's i think it's worse in tv too because of how much time yeah, you yeah. have to take to, you know, if you want to get to to certain things, but you're like, well, that has to come in episode six because we have a thirteen episode order. Yeah, so there's so about how moving. Do we drag it out. Yeah, and so you drag it out too long, and you end up with lost. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, now we, nothing makes sense. Now we're so far from where we started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming out. Oh, thanks for having me. That was fun. We'll check, like, I don't know. We'll check in again. We'll see what's up. Yeah, maybe <laughs> at the end of Fantasia or something. Do a do a wrap up. But yeah, this will this will probably come out either Wednesday or Thursday. So you still have, I think, if you're listening to this, ten days of Fantasia. Or yeah, nine, eight like or that. nine days. Yeah. yeah, it's a long festival. Alex and I were talking about that. Yeah, there's we, a there's still a lot of good stuff that seems to be coming. Like, yep, I think uh, what are we the twenty fourth today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still quite a long time, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's still at least eight days left. Yeah. Every time I'm like, oh, it's, it's almost done, you know. Aqua Slash, that looks pretty cool, right? Have you seen that? The I, saw, I saw the trailer for yeah. it. I don't know if it looks cool. Like, I didn't, like, but I'm like, it needs things like this at, at Fantasia. I want to go see something really stupid. And yeah, like, well, I mean, like that was that was ultimately overtly stupid and like overtly like. Well, uh, that was ultimately what got me out to Bliss, right? It's like we were just yeah. like we were like clicking through trailers and seeing what fit in our schedule, and then we were just sort of like insane over-the-top drugged-up vampire craziness i was like yeah, yeah. done <laughs> like i'm like and, and it delivered on that like i don't always need to see the like the next best thing whatever right and i mean and i think at a festival like fantasia you don't have to you know what i mean yeah. like like be like it's you're it's not south by southwest or cans or yeah, yeah exactly Tiff or whatever where you're just sort of like where you're expecting to see like i'm gonna see the movie that's gonna get oscar buzz right instantly you're like no i'm gonna see some insane nonsense sometimes but that's what you should like i was just on my way here i saw my friend ariel actually who's a programmer at mm-hmm. uh and i think we're gonna room together at tiff like we're gonna get a yeah, yeah. airbnb together and i was saying like this year what i want to do when i go to tiff is not follow the buzz because whatever happens when I whenever I go to TIFF I'm like oh, I have to go see the thing that everyone's talking about yeah and then it fucking comes out three weeks later yeah and I don't ha- go see it and then I don't remember like and then I you know and I want to go see the things that I'm like it could this could be a while yeah yeah, yeah before yeah. I'm tr- or at least I'm trying you know to structure yeah. it that way I'm sure but then I, I'm always overwhelmed by like TIFF is such an intense festival compared to you know, Fantasia, like yeah. it's like you know, four times the amount of movies in ten days. So you're like just like freaking out, sweating, like running around <laughs> yeah, like yeah. an idiot. And so, but it, it is like I would say, like the it's always a if the thing is gonna come out, if it looks like uh, there might be a release that you'll see soon. Yeah. You know, I mean, go see it if it's you really want to. But I'm just saying, like you're gonna, it's gonna get a wide you're release. You're gonna get yeah. a wide, like I know, like Come to Daddy, the Elijah Wood movie. Yeah, yeah. that has a Quebec distributor, so it'll play in movie theaters in Quebec. Yeah, which is you know, 
pretty rare too like but um you know i think yeah if i had a like a advice for people who are listening about fantasia i would just say like take chances and you'll maybe you'll see i am a knife with legs or yeah yeah exactly that's it like all like all of my like favorite like the movies that i remember for like years later are often the ones that are like get no distribution and people are like how can i see this and you're like can't (laughs) you know you're like you missed your chance like exactly yeah yeah all right thanks alex Podcasts, blogs, and comics made in Montreal since 2011.